cuts it back 40, 45, 50. He's off to the races. Down the left sideline. To the 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Aaron Jones. Oh, what a play. This is the Quick Slants Podcast. Hello, Packers fans, and welcome back to the Quick Slants podcast at Game On Wisconsin. I am Jason Perrone, and I am back with this week's episode, and it is going to be laced with talk of actual Packers football, and we've been moving more and more towards that over the past couple shows, but the Packers took the field, there's actual football, there's actual reps and things to talk about, and I'm very excited to talk about that. So I'm going to kind of go through a couple of the highlights of these practices so far, what we've seen, and a few things that I've observed, and some takeaways that I have with that. So we'll see how long this show goes today, and we'll go from there. So obviously, for starters, of course, follow Game on Wisconsin. If you're not already, for all of our great content on the website, our writers are doing a fantastic job covering training camp, all of your Packers topics. We've got some really cool things coming down the pipe for you. We've got fantasy football. We've got betting lines. Some of the things you don't see a whole lot of content on. And really excited to have those guys and girls working on some of those things. So follow Game on Wisconsin at Game on WI. If you're not, I am at Jason Perrone on Twitter. And you can also join our Facebook group. You can like our Facebook page. You can subscribe to our YouTube page, uh, channel. And if you subscribe to that, obviously, you'll see all of our live shows each and every one of them as they launch. And we've got a great lineup of shows with more to come on that. And in fact, this coming weekend, I will be on Pulse of the Pack. And it's likely to be Jacob Westendorf and myself. Paul's going to be gone. He won't be with us, but we're going to be joined by Michelle Bruton. And she has formerly been a friend of the show. And she's going to be back and joining us. We're going to be able to talk some Packers football and get her takes and insights on some of that so very exciting stuff there so Packers football training camp let's we got to start with the running backs we got to start with AJ Dillon right because this reminded me of a couple years ago when Eddie Lacy first came to town and everybody always wants to look at the brand new shiny toy and how do they look on the field and in Eddie Lacy's case it was kind of unfortunate there was there was obviously some some things that were said about Lacey. There was a picture that was that came out of him and, and and some very unflattering things said that were not warranted at the time. And he was a very good running back for the Packers. And, and honestly, if A.J. Dillon follows that same trajectory, hopefully he plays a few more years than Lacey did. Uh, I can't hate that because Eddie Lacey did some fantastic things in a Packers uniform. But it's all about A.J. Dillon and his thighs, right? I mean, this guy is built. He is a big boy. And on the Packaday podcast that I did last week with Paul Brittle and Mark Eckel, Paul made the astute observation of Dylan is not the guy that you want to have to try and tackle in the middle of December when it's freezing cold out there at Lambeau Field. You know, he's just a big, big body. And he adds a great element to that Packers running game, a running game that after the phenomenal season that Aaron Jones had last year, I mean, led the, led the NFL in touchdowns, it's going to get better. It looks like it's going to get better. Dylan's going to add another wrinkle to it. You know, his size and agility, it was on display. There was a nice slow-mo video posted on Tuesday of him taking on the sled. And I mean, I guess I should say not taking it on. He nearly decapitated it. 
I mean, he he ran into that thing and then avoided a would-be tackler with a spin move. You know, he's got that agility to get in and out, and that's your home run threat right there. You know, all it takes is is him blowing up the first level. You know, a linebacker trying to plug the hole, blows that guy up, and pretty soon he's in the open, and all of a sudden he's off to daylight, and there's nothing between him and the end zone but green grass. So it's the running back position is looking good, and Tyler Irvin has actually been working some at wide receiver which is interesting. It adds yet another wrinkle to the Matt LaFleur offense. We know Tyler Irvin has that gadget ability. We saw him kind of do some jet sweeps and things out of the backfield last year. And I think some of those things are going to continue this year. I mean, the the Packers have so many guys who are going to do so many things that defenses are really going to have a lot to think about on every single snap. You know, will Josiah DeGuara be a lead blocker or does he slip out and run a wheel route? Is Tyler Irvin running a stick or is he running a jet sweep? Two tight end sets. Who's doing what? It's hard not to imagine that somebody's got to be open on every single play, right? The Packers offense, is it's going to be so much fun to watch. And watching A.J. Dillon has been fun so far and it's going to be fun. Now, we won't get to see any of these new Packers in live action until the season starts because there is no preseason. So relying very heavily on these practice reps to figure out what are they doing? Where are they playing? What's happening? In addition, who's there? Who's not there? You know, that's the one thing we get to is we get the update. Who practiced? Who didn't practice? The long snapper, Hunter Bradley, was not out there on Tuesday. This was reported by Jim Osarski of the Journal Sentinel. And it brings up something I've talked about, and so has everyone else. What do you do if? What do you do if these guys get hurt? If they're gone, not feeling well, sick, injured, In the case of Bradley, he's the only true long snapper on the roster. Now, the Packers have a backup and a contingency plan, and they've had one, or they always have one, if anybody gets hurt. You know, so if Bradley goes out, it's, it's, but it's not a position like offensive line or cornerback where you likely have several options to ponder. You know, who's your long snapper? It's kind of like, who's the emergency quarterback? You know, the long snapper is, is not a really, you know, it's an important position. It's not one that we talk about much. And if we're talking about it, something's probably wrong. So, just another example of what happens when these guys are gone. You know, it's going to be an interesting season from the standpoint of, of that. And just given the, the fact that, you know, every week we're going to be crossing our fingers that nobody tests positive for COVID. You know, by the time you're listening to this, by the way, you know, there, there may be some updates on this. But Zadarius Smith and David Bakhtiari both got dinged up on Tuesday in Tuesday's practice. I know Bakhtiari missed a couple of reps, but he walked off on his own. Zadarius Smith left early. It wasn't immediately reported. At least, like I said, as of right now, I, you know, I'm, I'm doing this on Tuesday. It hasn't been reported as to what Zadarius Smith had. Now, Travis Adams was carted off the field. Now, he's one who really needed this season to try to make something of his NFL career. He just has not done anything in the three seasons so far. And this injury seems more on the serious side if he's being carted off. It's a leg injury of some sort. And it's not something that Adams can afford. I mean, the Packers weren't likely counting on him as a key piece up front. He just has not warranted any any attention or garnering any any kind of confidence that he can be something more than he's been so far, which is next to nothing. You know, he, he offers depth. He's depth up front. That's important. So the Packers are, are, are going to lose some of that depth if he's going to be out for an extended period of time. You know, if he doesn't get back on the field, the Montrevious Adams experiment may, it may actually end a year early if he's injured. You know, I can't imagine the Packers just keeping him on injured reserve. I, he's not the type of player that you're going to bring back. Off of, off of injured reserve. And in a season like this, there's just way too many other other guys and other situations that you'd have to probably save your designated to return for 
than a Montrevious Adams. So something to monitor. Hopefully he's, he's okay. We don't ever like to see these guys getting hurt, but it happens. It happens. Guys sometimes miss time. And speaking of that, center Corey Lindsley wasn't practicing with the team on Tuesday. And both Lucas Patrick and Elton Jenkins took some work at center. Jake Hansen was with the twos over the weekend. You know, there's there's been a, quite a bit of talk lately about what happens with Lindsley, who many think is going to become the odd man out among all these key Packers whose contracts are up after this season. Now, they just extended Kenny Clark, so that's one guy taken care of, but you still have David Bakhtiari, Aaron Jones, Kevin King, Jamal Williams. You can throw Lindsley into that mix there. You know, and th- this isn't just a knee-jerk reaction to Lindsley not practicing yesterday. You know, Andy Herman wrote about Lindsley last week at Packer Report. Jake Westendorf wrote about it for us as well. He's in the final year of his contract, and it seems very realistic that this is his final year in Green Bay. You know, the Packers are clearly looking towards the future with all the different options they have at center. They added some time to Lucas Patrick's contract. They drafted Jake Hansen, albeit in the sixth round, which isn't high enough to send the proverbial smoke out the windows yet. You, you can't signal that he's the heir apparent. He's as a sixth rounder. There's a lot to be proven there. But they, they've got Jenkins, who played center in college, and Jenkins was fantastic last year as a rookie. So sure, you try out all of your options and see what you've got. You know, some, some have even pointed to the surprise cut of Josh Sitton a few years ago, Mike Daniels last year, and wondered if maybe Lindsley isn't that guy this year. He could be. The Packers could tr- maybe try to find a trade partner, and trades are becoming more common in the NFL, but they're still nowhere near as prevalent as they are in baseball. So are you going to get, what are you going to get for Corey Lindsley? He was a fifth rounder in 2014. You know, he's, he's in his late twenties. What are you going to get for him? I don't, who knows? You know, it only takes one team to want to dance with you in order to make a trade. But is that really going to happen? Jenkins, I guess Jenkins taking the reps at center answers the question of whether the Packers would consider moving him there like I said, where he spent his college career, if they leave him at left guard where he was so ridiculously good last year? And the answer is, yeah, they'll look at him at center. They're going to look at every option that they have. I think that's smart. I think you've got to have a backup for the backup for the backup. And when you've got a chess piece like Elton Jenkins, you are lucky. You're lucky to have that guy and have the option to move him around and use him in whatever capacity benefits your team the most. And that's the name of the game. Packers have to put the best 11 guys on the field on that side of the ball as they can. Billy Turner and Lane Taylor can both play guard, so it's something a team could they could take on right now if they, they needed to. If Elton Jenkins moves to center, you've got guys that can play guard. They're, they're confident in, in Lane Taylor and, and Billy Turner, no problem. You know, Taylor missed most of last year due to injury, but the Packers still feel like he offers them some valuable depth. You know, they redid his the last year of his contract back in May. Turner's still making good money from the free agent deal he signed last year. The Packers gave him a bunch of money, so they expect him to be very much in the mix this season. And if if only for that reason, I mean, you gotta you gotta play the guy you paid. That's not me saying that Billy Turner isn't good and worth the roster sp- or the starting spot. But you know, my Packaday colleague Mark Eccles said it very well on our show last week. The battle for right guard, which is is Lane Taylor, Billy Turner, right now, it's not likely to be a fair fight when Turner's the guy that the Packers gave a bunch of money to versus Taylor, whose base salary just got basically cut in half and he has to try and make up the rest in incentives now. Brian Gutekunst and the Packers have to stand by their guy for this season. So that's, that's, but it's an option. It's options that they have. You know, you could, you could potentially have Lane Taylor back at left guard where he played for many seasons before 
and Billy Turner at right guard, and then you got Elton Jenkins at center. And I, you know, we're we're getting ahead of ourselves here because Corey Lindsley is on the Packers. He is the center of, of this team for now, and until that changes, I think it's Corey Lindsley. And then the Packers have all these other options and these other guys that can fill in if needed. So, you know, speaking of the Packers and their guy, Jordan Love finally sees the field. Quarterbacks were seen doing footwork drills, and there was a marked difference between Aaron Rodgers and even Tim Boyle and Jordan Love. Footwork is one of those sneaky things that most really good quarterbacks kind of work on and they have down. It's Hopefully it's something Love picks up sooner than later and it, because it helps avoid some throwing mistakes due to bad mechanics. You don't see too many quarterbacks that are really good and, and their footwork is just trash garbage. I know that Brett Favre was kind of that exception where his footwork is, he was, you know, what was the old saying that you, know, you want your kid to turn out to be like Brett Favre in terms of his production and his numbers, but you don't want him to, to play like Favre because Favre's footwork was just all over the place. And even Aaron Rodgers, you know, the back foot throws and all the you know funky things that, that he does, but he gets it there. So it's like, you know, the batter who's got the crazy stance and swing, but he hits the ball a ton. You kind of leave good enough alone there. And Aaron Rodgers had his share of bad mechanics when he came into the league. So it's it's one of those things that just takes time. I get that everybody is going to be locked in on Jordan Love, what he's doing. And I can tell you this, he's going to make mistakes. A lot of them. He's going to make some boneheaded throws. He's going to hold on to the ball too long because he doesn't want to make a mistake. He's going to get sacked because he didn't read the defense. The NFL game is racing through his head right now. He's been on the field, what, three times now? Yeah, no off-season workout program. I mean, this is the first time he's on the field. And you can kind of see it a little bit in the video that he's really thinking about what he's doing. You, know, you watch Rodgers and Boyle step back, three-step drop, and they, they follow through, and their, their back leg comes forward. Jordan Loves didn't even really pump the ball. He's really thinking about what it is that he's doing. He needs time to form some of those new good habits. It's, it, I know that that we're not going to stop dissecting his every step, throw, head jerk, post-throw reaction, his body language. We, we have to give the young man some time. Hopefully he's picking up some things from Rodgers and Boyle, taking his mental reps when he's not in live action. He needs time to form those new good habits, like I said. And we have to give him that time, much like we did with Rodgers. Now, I know that was a different situation. I don't expect... Jordan loved to be sitting around for three seasons. It's just not how the Packers want it to be either, whether you want to hear that or not. So his learning curve is going to have to be a bit shorter, but it's a weird year. He has not had the opportunity to practice and take some of those reps and get the jitters out and really settle into what he's going to do in the NFL. So it's, it's time to give love some time. And these are just the first few glimpses that we're getting of him. And, uh, you know, Andy Herman has done a fantastic job of reporting from training camp. And you know, he mentioned on one play, Jordan Love took a sack. He held onto the ball. Those are, that's, those are things that are going to happen. He doesn't want to make a mistake. The game is moving at light speed in his head. His head is spinning right now. It's absolutely spinning. And he's young. He's a young guy taking in a lot. Right now, you're 22 years old. You come into the NFL. Yeah, you've been playing football your whole life. But this is the big show. 
there is, you know, you're aware of it when you get out there. These these guys are, and they're fighting for jobs. So it's it's different. It's a totally different ballgame. You know, there were some good reports on the secondary. It sounds like the secondary is really showing up well so far. Kevin King had an interception. Stanford Samuels, the undrafted free agent, had a pick. Adrian Amos had a pick. Josh Jackson had a nice day three of practice. Corners, they've got Jerry Gray coaching them now. And that group just seems like one that could really bust out and be something special. Jair Alexander, we know Jair is a rising star. Nice video of him doing a drill and picking off a ball, taking it right off of his, his shoes. Great hands. Kevin King is looking to get paid after this season. His contract is up, and he may force his way up that pecking order for the Packers if he keeps performing well like this. Aaron Jones, there's been some smoke about Aaron Jones and the Packers being interested in getting a new deal done and extending. Kevin King might become part of that conversation real fast. Chanted Sullivan looks to be the guy who's going to take over where Tremont Williams has been the past two seasons. We all miss Tremont. We all kind of hoping that maybe the Packers bring him in at the end of training camp as some insurance. But the reality is, is at some point the Packers have to find someone else. Tremont Williams isn't going to play football forever. So Channon Sullivan might be that guy. And he looked pretty good in a lot of spots last season. And I'm very confident that he can be that guy. If he stepped in there right now and the Packers were playing a game, I'd be completely fine with him in that slot or wherever they want to play him. They've got a lot of options. Josh Jackson, like I said, had a nice day three of practice. You know, he he needs he needs this. It's 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 hard not to want him to be making the good headlines. A former second round pick who hasn't played up to that stature yet. The Packers need him to be that dude, and hopefully he can. It would give it just would give the defense one more really good option and coverage in a secondary that I think is going to be really good. I didn't even talked about Darnell Savage, and Darnell Savage is another guy who I expect to take a huge jump. In this second year, I, I I don't know what the first quarter of the season is going to look like, and the Packers have some tough games. They've got you know they are at Minnesota week one, they're at New Orleans, they've got some tough games to start out with. It's going to be weird. Those first two home games are not going to have fans in the stadium, so that's going to be odd. And it, but after that, these guys are going to play football. It's football. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna step up and they're gonna do what they've they've been doing and preparing for which is play football. And the togetherness and the culture of this team is going to help carry a lot of that weirdness. I think the teams that are tighter in the NFL, that are closer and that play together and that stay together are going to benefit in 2020. You're going to find out real quickly which teams are not tight-knit when things get dicey. In this season, there's going to be teams that are going to be without their starting quarterback for a game or two. The Packers may be that team. Do they survive? Can they can they deal with having Jordan Love out there instead of Aaron Rodgers or Tim Boyle? Whoever's whoever's leading the, the offense, can they do it? Can the defense step up, take that step? Are these guys, I, I think that tightness is what's really going to make a lot of these young guys make that jump from year one to year two. We had Kingsley Kiki on our mega show at Game On a couple weeks ago, there's a perfect example of a guy that I think is part of the reason why he I think he's going to be so good in, in his year two is because he's got Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith, and he's tight with those guys. It's Rashawn Gary's second year as well. Those guys are growing and learning. They've been through a season. They know what to expect. They've been through 16 games, traveling, all of this stuff, the schedule, Matt LaFleur, how he operates. It's not a it's not a secret to them or a surprise or 
or the learning curve is smaller. And these guys being tight, you can tell when a team wants to win a championship. Some guys just treat this like like it's a job. And and that's frustrating for fans, but and it, it probably happens more than we think. And we probably don't want to know who some of those players are. Because some of those players probably wear green and yellow and and they, they look at this as a job. And if they win, great. If they don't, they're still getting paid. And that's just life in the world. We all have worked with people who, who it's, it's a punch in, punch out. It's a paycheck. I'm just here to do my job and go home. I don't care. They don't, they do care. Zadarius Smith, he, he wants to be something special in Green Bay. I will not use, I'm not going to compare him to Reggie White because nothing is Reggie White. But Zadarius Smith definitely wants his, his time in Green Bay, his legacy to be. He came here and he was a vital piece and one of the reasons why the Packers hoisted another Lombardi trophy. That stuff matters. These guys want to win and you can tell they're out there busting their behinds to try to make it happen. The defense is flying all over the field and we just have to hope that everybody stays healthy and that they continue to do well. I didn't. None of the stuff that I talked about here was meant to to be. You know, I, I'm not basing it all on this week's practice, these first three practices. These are things that I already knew and thought. Some of the observations, obviously, are, were specific, but nothing I said isn't something that I probably would have already thought or said a week ago. So I didn't want this to be a knee jerk. Hey, let's get overly excited about. Josiah DeGuara catching his first pass in practice, all pro. No, that that wasn't the air of what I was I was trying to go for here. I just wanted to give some insights into what's happening with the team. We have some actual football, and the good news is is that there is more good news than bad news so far, and that's that's never a bad thing. So the Packers are going to have some more practices. We are less than a month away from the start of the regular season. From all indications here, as I've said, the word I've used the word fluid many, many times before. All indications are the season's going to start on time, and there's going to be football games, and they're going to count, and it's going to matter, and the NFL is going to do everything they can to have all 32 teams play 16 games and a playoff tournament at the end that'll end in somebody winning the Super Bowl, whenever that Super Bowl gets played, if it's whether it's in February or some other time. That's the goal. And the Packers are fully aware of it. And this team, I think, is, is poised. And they're, they're raring to go. So that's going to do it for this week's Quick Slants podcast. Thanks again, everybody, for being here and listening. I really appreciate it. Again, follow the site. Follow the show. We're on Instagram. We're on, we have our YouTube channel. All of our writers, all of our content, all of our great shows that we have, get back over and check those out. There's, there's seemingly almost one every single day. Again, Pulse of the Pack is going to be back. On Sunday, we're going to have Michelle Bruton on. Come join the conversation there. Get in the chat. Ask some questions. We'll we'll maybe address those on air. We'll look forward to talking with everybody really, really soon. Enjoy Packers football. As always, everybody, be safe and go Pack Go. Rodgers fakes the handoff. Quick throw right side. There's Devontae. From right to left. Cutting left to the 50. To the 45-40. Track down from behind. 